hello, hello, and welcome to In Flight, the Threshold Podcast. I'm your host, Sol Vashez. It's great to be here this week after we have completed the first official week of the new year, although we have had a week already. You know, this is the first time that we're actually able to say that a week has passed in the new year. I hope everybody is doing all right. Hopefully you're getting on to those New Year's resolutions. I don't have any because I haven't I haven't done that in a while. Um, I kind of have like my internal goals that I set out as the months progress and stuff. So avoiding procrastination, which I do way too much, even with this show sometimes. I procrastinate a little bit too much. And then I'm like, oh my God, I actually have to start getting to work. And then that's when the work actually gets done. But we are recording this and also editing it three days in advance. So I guess that the the resolution has already begun a little bit. Hopefully that's something that I'll be able to, to keep up so that I'm not staying up really, really late on Sundays, making sure that I get everything out and done. And instead I'm posting a few days in advance because technically speaking, I could have it done on Fridays, but uh, I'm irresponsible. So we're bringing some more responsibility to that. There wasn't much going on this week with me, just getting back into the swing of things, catching up with friends again, and as I said earlier, just thinking about what I'm going to be doing this new year. Uh, thinking about responsibilities that I'd like to place on myself, thinking about things I want to avoid, and also just keeping an eye on self-care, because when you have so much going on, you got to make sure that you're able to stay healthy yourself. So that is also why I stop slacking a little bit and I continue to run. Uh, I am quite a serious runner now and I am training to try and beat my mile time and try to get a sub five. Right now I have a 5.11 as my fastest mile time. So that's five minutes and 11 seconds. And I'm trying to get a 4.51. So I'm trying to cut it down by about 20 seconds and get a sub five, which is quite a big deal. Um, if you're able to run a sub five, not many people are able to do it. And because of that, you have to do a lot of training. So I've been doing distance training for quite a bit now, and I'm going to be moving on to interval training, which is when you run faster for just like a short amount of time and you take like little breaks and stuff. It's like running at like a half sprint for a few minutes and then stopping and then going at a slow jog for a minute or two and then doing that sprint again and it it helps to train your body to go through the intensity that it takes to do a mile that takes less than five minutes so that's pretty much what I've been up to Uh, just focusing on the new year focusing on myself making sure I get more organized because that's something that I used to be really good at and am still good at in a lot of capacities but definitely need to branch out to bring it on to other things so Hopefully you guys are focusing on the same, so then your lives are also easier. And you have more time to do things that you enjoy, because you're finishing all the work that you got to do early. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the SimFlight jar design controversy. I hinted a little bit about this last episode, but we delayed it until this week because DeAndre just had so much to say, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. It was great to talk to him, and I've already heard a lot of people say that they're excited to hear part two, and I am as well. We will have that out for you shortly. Now, as always, let's hop into the news of this past week. This week was packed full of news, as always, so let's get started. First was Advanced Flight Model Simulation with the release of their G5 Avionics Suite. 
Inspired by the Garmin G5 Avionics, the AFM G5 Avionics is available for the default Cessna 172 and can be made compatible with any other aircraft if a developer is willing to implement it. The AFM G5 is available via X Aviation for $24.95, pretty much $25 USD. More info is in our article. Following that, VATSIM announced that it will begin to disconnect X-Plane users who fall below 20 frames per second while connected to their network. The decision comes after months of surveying and study, and is due to how X-Plane handles the flight model under 20 frames per second, where the simulator flies an aircraft at slower than real time. Check out more in the editorial. In the first aircraft release of the week, JustFlight put their Robin DR400 up for sale. The DR400 from JustFlight features an accurate flight model, accurate modeling of a real-life DR400, 4K textures with PBR, FMOD sounds, and much more. The DR400 is available for $14.99 USD over on the JustFlight store. Next up is news from our friends over at Vertical Sim Studios with more previews of their upcoming Tampa International Airport. Announced two years ago, Vertical Sim Studios has promised that Tampa is coming very soon and has indicated the airport is very polished and near release. Vertical Sim has decided to put their upcoming Myrtle Beach Airport on hold to complete Tampa. Full details are in the article. Now, as you know, we have begun to cover Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 news, so we have some of that this week. In our sole non-explained news of this week, Microsoft delivered their January 9th development update regarding Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. Microsoft aims to have all Tech Alpha 2 emails delivered by the end of January. They also posted a community wish list with the top requests being air traffic control, AI traffic, and virtual reality support. Microsoft's next development update will be on the 16th of January. Full details in the article. Next up was Skyline Simulations providing a status update on their Long Beach Airport after a very long hiatus. The previews feature an aerial shot of the airport as well as a good look at the parking lot. Skyline also says that Long Beach will soon enter beta testing. More info is in the article. And finally this week, Flight Factor is back on the map with an update inbound to their airport visual system, AVS. New features coming to AVS will include Navigraph integration, pop-out windows, as well as numerous bug fixes. AVS simulates an onboard interactive map and can display most airports around the world. More info in the article. That's all of our coverage for this week. Hopefully next week is just as busy. If you want to read more on any of the things that we have mentioned here or read some of the news that we haven't mentioned, you can check it out on thresholdx.net. That's T-H-R-E-S-H-H-O... That's T-H-R-E-S-H-O-L-D-X dot N-E-T for more info. So a few weeks ago, it came to our attention that there was... An aircraft being sold on Sim Market, which is another store for flight simulation add-ons. It's not exclusive to just X-Plane, um, like the xplane.org store is. It has, you know, all sorts of things. Um, people from X-Plane sell there, and people from P3D sell there, and people from FSX sell there. And I'm assuming that when Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 comes out, that they'll probably start to cover stuff like that too. But it came to our attention a few weeks ago that there were two aircraft being sold on there called the well-off Airbus A320 and the well-off Airbus A330. Now, normally, this is just something that we would report on as new news. Like, hey, look at this. This is a new aircraft that has been released that you might want to check out so that you can get it. But this was actually different than that. Now, let me explain. So, upon further investigation, it turned out that the aircraft weren't original at all. 
well off is the name of the company. So just like Jar Design has, that's the name of their company, and just like Flight Factor, that's the name of their company. Well off was the name of the Airbus A330 and the Airbus A320 that was being sold. But after further investigation from Jar Design specifically, uh, they brought it to our attention that these were actually pirated Airbus aircraft from them. Uh, they had found the licensing files and all of that information in the aircraft's files. And SimMarket was just blatantly selling this product on their store, and they hadn't done the checks to prevent this from happening. Now, we reached out to Eugenie from Jar Design, and we got a few of his thoughts, so I thought I'd share them. He decided to give us our, his thoughts in a question and answer format, so I'm going to read the question, and then I'll read some of his thoughts. So first of all, Eugenie wrote, What do you think happened? Can any fake developer publish anything in the store? It seems to Eugenie that in this case, the input control failed and the products of the new and unknown developer called Well Off were released without proper verification. Jar Design and any other company, to his belief, has to provide a lot of information in order to start selling on a store, such as personal data, tax data, bank account data, and you have to sign a contract, etc. So it seems like Well Off either got through the sim market verification process by providing inaccurate information or sim market just didn't check at all now what what were the fake products that got onto the store so we answered this a little bit earlier but hearing it directly from the de developer there were two products from sim market and they were the jar design a330 and the jar design a320 but these weren't the most recent versions these were previous versions the licensing files were not removed from the package they even had files with links to their website and technical support in them but the X-Plane executable files, which are the files that allow the aircraft to work via various plugins and also by connecting to the computer's CPU and GPU, were changed. Part of their code was implemented into the aircraft, but not all of it. A lot of it was changed, and this was in order to pirate it. The developers were named well off, and as Eugenie understands, they came from China, and they were released on SimMarket on December 29th. Now, in terms of risks and negative consequences, the reputation of the store has suffered because only licensed and safe products should be sold in the stores and the buyer wants to make sure that they are getting a safe product. But Eugenie also feels as if his company is negatively affected. This puts the jar design name in a negative light, although they aren't the ones who have pirated this aircraft and have put the well-off planes on the store. Now they have this reputation as being the, one of the companies that had their pirated product on a store. Now in terms of technical risks, plugin files have a lot of privilege on your computer, such as access to the computer's file system, access to send and receive information via the internet, access to use the computer's computing power, and having a product on your computer that is pirated so that some of these files are changed in order to allow for the authentication process to be bypassed. Piraters have a lot of control over your computer and the information that is gathered and sent. So it's very, very easy to mask their malware under these pirated products. It's for the benefit of the criminals. And now, while Jar Design did not analyze the code of the modified plugins, they do know that malicious code was introduced. Now, in terms of who exactly it was, as we said, Eugenie has reason to believe that it was somebody who came from China. But overall, the store should know exactly who they are as they have the registration data for everybody. Eugenie thinks that 
this was kind of a cash grab. They, the the people who went under the name Well Off understood that the product would not be on the store for that long, but they knew that it would sell at least to a few people who were not able to see the product's true colors. But there's also a few other possibilities as to what their motives could have been behind doing this, such as testing the store security, you know, in case that this was something that was done very obviously intentionally to see whether or not they could actually sell other pirated products on the store, trying to compromise the store's reputation by putting this on their website. So somebody who didn't necessarily like sim market as an enterprise they could just be people who want to fool around and who are really really arrogant and just like to spur up drama and and spur up controversy or the most likely one in my opinion is the intent to distribute malware via this larger outlet that introduces new people besides people who are pirating these products online through torrents and such in terms of the way the store reacted The well-off products were blocked within a few hours after the publication. The files were available to download from the download page for about six hours, and JarDesign received an apology from the store director later in the evening. And luckily, not a single user bought the well-off products before the page was blocked, which is really good and makes the situation a whole lot better, because now SimMarket doesn't have to deal with any liability issues in case this were to infect somebody else's computer. And now in terms of encountering, this is not something that usually has ever encountered before in a store. Yes, there are lots of instances of this online, but this is the first time that a store has outwardly sold a malicious program to users. So in order to continue this discussion, I thought that it would be important to bring in another voice. I have X-Plane 1972 with me who has appeared on InFlight before, and I reached out to him to see if he'd be willing to talk to me. So welcome back to the show, X-Plane 1972. Hey, Saul. How you doing, man? Thank you so much for having me back. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. How are you doing this evening? It is evening for us right now. Yeah, it is evening. That's good. Um, lousy weather, but good for ILS approaches, but I'm fine. <laughs> for sure. What do you? What are your uh, you know, initial thoughts when you first heard about the sim market news? My initial thought is that I was actually shocked and surprised. I didn't think this was actually possible in 2019, 2020, you know, that somebody can actually put a knockoff airplane on one of our stores that we buy products from and also get it published there and also have spyware in it, basically. So I was I was shocked, basically. That was my, my first initial reaction to it. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you briefly said there you know in in 2019 there's so many things put in place that are preventing spyware like so many programs and such and while to my understanding it the pirating world is very very large it does seem as if companies and and stores should be looking out for things like that like it's really surprising to me that this just went under their nose and that they just completely acknowledged that they don't have an adequate checking system for this stuff. Yeah, uh, that's shocking to me too, that a store as prominent as Sim Market that's been around for a while, I use them, I have products that I've bought from them, and now it's just going to make me rethink the next time I go to purchase something if I want to use them or somebody else. So number one, they're ruining their reputation. Number two... um, just 
taken an extra day or two. I don't know. Look, I'm not a software developer. I don't know what it takes mm -hmm. to scan a product when you get it. But especially from somebody who has never published with you before, you you really want to check that person out. You want to check out what it is they're using. They're, you know, putting on your store and have some kind of software check that you can run through real quick and see what's in it before you right. send it to your customers. Because at that point, you're almost liable because you're the one distributing it, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking on this for the, as far as the store is concerned. I, I also agree that the, the store is liable. Um, but I it, it's I also really, really respect the developers who have already come forward despite whatever relationship they have with SimMarket. Because I'm sure that developers grow strong relationships with stores, especially ones that sell there a lot. Like I can imagine that Flight Factor has a really, really strong relationship with the xplane.org store because they sell there. Um, but I, I really, it's it's nice to see the developers who have um, come come forward and have canceled their relationships with SimMarket despite having, despite whether or not they had a strong relationship with them. Do you agree with that? I do. And the reason why I agree with it is because if SimMarket can accept pirated product from any developer and publish it and sell it, you as a developer are going to wait, wait a minute, I'm not even going to give you my files anyway because you're supporting something that's wrong or your checks and balances are not up to standard for me to use. Now, if SimMarket want to reestablish this uh, relationship with these developers like a flight factor, then they're going to have to work hard to do that and reassure them that, hey, your products are safe with me and we're also not going to publish files that you guys made you know what I mean so I agree with the initial reaction from publishers to say you know what let me pull my product that's the only way sim market will take this seriously if just one person um, jar design complain about it the product gets pulled six or eight hours later they might not do anything about it but if many um, developers say you know what we're pulling our stuff from your store it will actually have to make them now really and truly institute as some kind of standard that can be trusted. So I, I'm all with developers for that. And do you think that that um, Sim Market and whether or not something like this ever happens in the future with other stores, that it's not just important for them to check in on developers and make sure that developers regain their trust, but it's also important for them to check in on um, their customers as well and say, hey, we realize that we made this mistake and this is what we're doing to fix it so that you know that you're getting the best product from us? Yes. Um, the worst thing you can do is not respond to news like this uh, in, a, in a timely manner. I know everybody is busy. You might be on vacation. You might be out of the country, but you're running a store that's up 24-7, seven days. So a few hours, yeah, but immediately you should be like, you know what? We're not sure what's going on. Let me stop this product and also let me leave a note on my website or something to let my customers know that we're looking into it. That's all you got to say. We have this report. We can't verify it right now, but we're looking into it. In the meantime, we have stopped the sale of this particular product. That's all it takes. People right. would be like, you know, we respect that. And if they're wrong, they can always come back and say, upon further investigation, we found that this is this, that's not the case or this is the case. It's just a little bit of customer service goes a long way. You know, as I said, um, I'll think twice about buying products now. <laughs> I just will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Uh, I, I agree that I, I would have liked to see not just a public apology to Jar Design, but also... A, 
public apology to the customers uh, because as we were talking about earlier, there's that whole liability thing. But also at the end of the day, I feel like stores are a little bit more of a, a they, they should be prioritizing their customers a little bit more than the people that they uh, sell products from because because of that whole liability thing because if you if you're putting your customers in danger then that's no way to run a business you know no it makes sense i mean the customers are what pays the bill in the end we are the ones who support the store and the developer so if you have no customers if you if you scare your customers off or if you don't treat them right then nobody buys the products developers are not going to develop anymore because you're not going to get any sales and that's one of the things about this whole situation is that you know, Xplain is a growing community, but we still need more developers and more people to trust the platform so they can develop for us. When they look and see that things like this can happen, may might give some other new developer pause before they come into the market and think about it again. So yeah, they, they they're using a customer's trust is never a good thing. What do you think would happen if something like this were to happen again, whether it would be with the Sim Market or the dot org store or anywhere else where you can buy products? This news came out, and I heard it a few days later. If it ever happens again, it's going to be bigger, because now it's going to be a trend. And whoever right. whoever the people behind this were that took the time to take code, embed in the code, spam or spyware or whatever, you know, bloatware, and also re-upload it to and get a, a spot on the store, they might try it again. You know what I mean? And if it does happen again, it's going to be a huge deal because now we know that somebody's definitely out there trying to get access to people's computers. You know, so it's not just the stealing of the, the the product and try to get sales from it. It's also trying to get people's personal information from their PCs. Right. That's the problem. For sure. So if it ever happens again, it should be a huge deal, and everybody should make noise about it. You know, we have a a fragile market, so to speak, right now. We don't need it to get any worse. We need to get better. For sure. I, I agree with that. And also, especially with what Jar said, uh, I didn't completely understand this, uh, like how exactly the whole plugins, the plugin system within X-Plane and also other simulators worked until I read uh, the Jar Design, uh, Jar, um, Eugenie's response that we read earlier, right before I brought X-Plane 1972 on. Um, but, you know, plugins have a lot of control uh, over everything. And it it less become it's it starts becoming less about a reputation and more about uh, people actually spying on you and and that being the concern more than the reputation because you know you can sell a, you can sell somebody else's product and have it be disguised as something else and that's bad in itself like let's say for instance that this situation was different and that the jar design plane that was sold on the store as as the well off a330 and a320 was still it was still their plane but it wasn't a pirated version so they just blatantly ripped it off like that's one thing i think that that's that's pretty bad i think we can both agree that if if i was on the store and then i saw that and it was jar design jar design's product but it was disguised as something else because somebody just like uh said it was theirs like that's bad in itself but then to have that extra degree of um it being a pirated product and having plugins such as aircraft and other plugins just in general having that much access like that as another another layer to it and especially 
um, the fact that this is like one of the first instance, actually, no, I think that this is the first instance of a store having an issue like this with at least us being aware of it just puts like this, this, this layer on top of it that if it were to happen again, then that just puts a lot of question for not just sim market, which I think this whole issue has been focused around primarily. Like I, I've tried to, I've introduced a little bit the fact that there are other stores that could have this issue, but that would, I feel like if it were to happen again, then that would open up another larger scope where not just sim market, but other stores are going to start to be questioned. And then that also uh, is like really, really bad for the market inevitably, because then you have this huge uncertainty. It's like, Oh, should I buy a product from this store? And like, nobody wants that. Not even the users want to feel uncomfortable um, getting things from a store. You know, I'm afraid that a situation like this is going to inevitably, well, we, the end user, are going to pay for it one way or the other. And the reason why I'm saying that is, imagine that all these stores now, with this kind of threat, as you were saying, with malware, basically, have access to your computer because of these plugins. You know, It's not right. even so you're getting a pirated product. Okay, you got a pirated product, you can use it. But what happens when the malware comes? Now... All these stores, whatever measures they're going to take, are they going to pass on the cost of those things to us in purchasing the product? So, you know, if they, every store now has to go say, you know what, we'll get this product, we'll take two weeks to review it before we put it on here to be available. That's time, that's money, that's resources that they might pass the cost on to to the end user, which is us. You know, right. that's a thing where we have to be mindful of now. It's not just dropping a file and say, here you go, we have an airport to sell you. It's like, well, it's going to take two weeks for us to review this airport technically to make sure it's up to snuff. It doesn't have malware and it's not pirated software. We'll get back to you as the developer. That's time. That's money. That's just more stuff for developers to say, you know what? I can't even bother. It's too much to go through. Right. But, you know, um, it, it, it's bad in all ways, man. It really is bad. It's, a, it's as you said, it's the first time for me I've heard of it. It's a new territory now. And I hope it doesn't get any worse than this. Do you think that uh, the fact that this issue came up made any other stores that may have had similar practices kind of think twice and change them? Because some like one question that really came up to me, um, bringing in a little bit of some real world talk into this whole situation was when Boeing had the whole Max situation. Like in my mind, I was sure that Airbus must have done something similar in some way. And that them seeing the whole Max issue, they were like, oh shoot, we really got to change that um, before we get caught with the thing. Like, well, just before we get caught, do you think that something similar might have happened um, with like other stores? In in any industry in a whole, competitors learn from each other's mistakes. Right. So, you know, yeah, Airbus and Max, we're not sure if that ever happened, but let's just say, you know, they might have to look back at their design and go, wait a minute, let's take a look at this. Same thing with um, Sim Market versus the org store. If the org store is not doing anything like this to implement some kind of checks and balances, they're not going to have to look and say, wait a minute, you know what? If they're doing this over at Sim Market, let's just make sure that we have something in place that this never happens to us. And I, I hope they're doing it. I mean, ex-aviation, same thing. Let's hope that what happened to Sim Market never happens to us and how we're going to prevent that. Let's take the time. And I'm hoping that's what they're doing. 
I'm hoping yeah. they're learning from this and saying, you know what, let's just let's not this be us. Let's <laughs> let's do what we have to do. So yeah, yeah, I think other other stores should look at it if they're not and take note. I do think that it's pretty surprising and like to sim markets credit a little bit admirable admirable that they that they addressed the issue they said yes we didn't check it properly and then they were so honest that they they just talked about how they had a really really terrible system in in place for checking add-ons to make sure that they were viable like we can we can sit here and we can talk about how uh, they have malpractices all we want but that is I think that that's pretty admirable for them to to recognize you know what we screwed up and we we are sorry about that because it does take a lot to like especially as a company to acknowledge that your system is completely flawed and that you're completely at fault for that that's that's the first step in repairing any damage you did to your customers or potential damage if you can admit that up front right away once everything is sorted out that's the first step to say okay at least you know they're paying attention and coming up front and owning it and not trying to pass it off to somebody else so that's definitely a good step and they should be applauded for that absolutely you know what i mean they want to stay in business right so yeah, of yeah. <laughs> so yeah just basically saying that you know what we screwed up just simple as that is the first step people will be like how can you screw up your store but they admitted it so i, I applaud them for that too man definitely yeah for sure do you have any more and any more thoughts that you want to share with us or anything that you think that um as you know as a streamer you have this you have this uh you have this following and you also are a lot more um you have a much stronger voice inside the community in general so is, is are there any last things that you think that you want people to know or people to to like think about going forward after reflecting on this issue i mean from from the user standpoint you know don't be afraid to send feedback emails and letters to all these stores all the three or four stores that we have that support explain send them letters send them notification if you have a concern send it to them you know they might not respond to you but at least you're getting it you know you are the right. first line of defense to say wait a minute there's something wrong and then if they don't get back to you, there's the forums. You can go on there and express your opinion there also. Get people involved, right? And then also, for you guys who are listening who ever thought about or considered doing pirated software, heed the lessons here. Buy the products, support the developers. They work very hard on it. And save yourself the headache of not only getting something for cheap, but also potentially getting malware on your own computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Support the developers. That's all I, that, I mean, support your developers, right? They work hard and you can see how not only they're getting scammed by um, pirated software, but people are misrepresenting stuff with spyware in it. So, you know, wherever you get your stuff from, don't get, just go, go to the appropriate stores and support your developers. That's the main thing I've been on lately because I realize how, how much work it takes to put in to get an airplane and an airport out. That's it, man. Explain 1972. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Yeah, no, thanks a lot, man. Anytime. I always feel welcome here. And thank you for inviting me over again for our chat. Thanks. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of InFlight. I'll catch you guys next week.